the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the first Monday and the third morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so very much for being with us. We have a lot to do today. Coming up in about a half an hour, we're going to be talking with Dave Ray from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. My goodness gracious, things just continue to get Worse, And even as the President of the United States tries his best to deal with this by forcing Mexico, the nation that is allowing our country to be stormed, our borders to be invaded, while he does his best to deal with Mexico, we continue to fight the fight uh, with the President. And when I say we, I'm talking about Democrats, the media, the portion of this country that has no interest whatsoever in the President of the United States succeeding, even if it means succeeding for all of us. The President has no choice. And and when I say no choice, I mean little to no choice. If Congress will not help him help us stop this invasion of phony asylum claimy, claimants, uh, of of border crossers, of human traffickers, of drug runners, etc., etc. If Congress won't change the laws, Congress won't greenlight the funds to build a wall, Congress won't rewrite asylum laws, if Congress won't do anything, the president is left out pretty much to his own to try to stop this invasion. And tariffs against the nation of Mexico to punish them for not doing anything to seal their own southern borders, to stop the triangle of countries... Uh, from coming into their country and using it as a bridge to the United States, as well as sealing their side of our southern border. 
If Mexico won't do anything about it, we need to force them to do something about it. And these tariffs, which are set to take effect on Wednesday, are going to hurt some people here in the United States. Short-term pain for long-term gain. Yes, we know that tariffs on Mexican goods is going to lead to a lot of uh, uh, increased prices when those things hit the shelves here in the United States. We understand that. And we understand if we can't get those goods, if Mexico chooses not to ship them, then we'll have to buy other more expensive items. We understand that. And guess what? I will always be willing to take the short-term pain for the long-term gain. It's kind of like getting the vaccination, right? It's kind of like getting inoculated. Ow, that needle hurt. Yeah, well, it's going to stop you from hurting a hell of a lot more later. That's exactly right. Short-term pain, long-term gain. This is what the president has to do. Because the news is not getting better, it is getting worse. New report from the uh, Department of Justice, and yes, I realize there are a lot of other things going on. We had a shooting in Virginia Beach that you want to talk about. I know that the president is in uh, England right now, and you want to talk about that too. And I know there's a war of words between him and some of the royals, and you want to talk about that too. And all that's fine. I have a lot of other stories I'm going to get to today. But I'm starting with immigration. Because this one is the most pressing to me. Report from the Department of Justice says that 90%, 90, 90%, 90% of illegal immigrants who are caught and released into the United States and told to return for their court hearings fail to show up. This is exactly what Kevin McAleenan told, who was the acting DHS secretary, told Congress earlier this month. And now we have statistics to prove it. Nearly 90% of the, or excuse me, of the illegals brought into this country, um, who pretty much turn themselves in asking to be, you know, claiming asylum and asking to be arrested and detained because they know they can only be detained for a few days and then they are turned loose into the United States where they disappear and never come back. So this uh, information was released uh, by DHS. Or excuse me, by the DOJ, the Department of, uh, of Justice, with uh, collaboration from DHS. And while this is going on, and while we threaten, and the president threatens these tariffs against Mexico to stop this, what happens in Mexico? The president of Mexico scolds us and tells us, tells the United States, that migrants have a right to come to the United States. Wait, what? Yes. In a letter written on May 30th, President Lopez Obrador said that, told to the Wall Street Journal, this is provided by the Wall Street Journal, said that a, a migrant has a right to come to the United States because the United States was made for migrants, made from migrants. Yeah, that's a game changer. If you're going to let that noodle around a little bit in your skull, that's a game changer. Now foreign leaders are dictating to the United States what rights we should give to outsiders. Foreign leaders are telling us what the what what our constitution says, what our rule of law says. That's a little bit of a problem, is it not? Poor people have a right to migrate to the United States, and migrants should not be stopped by force, according to a letter from Mexico's president to President Donald Trump, obtained by the Wall Street Journal. Um, Lopez Obrador talked about a migrant's, quote, fight for justice, saying, quote, President Trump 
Social problems are not resolved by taxes or coercive measures. How do you transform a country, the country of fraternity for the world's migrants, into a ghetto, a closed space where migrants are stigmatized, mistreated, persecuted, expelled, and the right for justice is canceled to those who tirelessly, tirelessly seek to live free of misery? I'm going to pause there and let that noodle around a little bit for you. The president of Mexico, which is just this side of being a blank hole country that the president once described, several blank hole countries accurately as being, is lecturing us about how to make sure that the people who are here live free of misery. People in his country, to the people of his country, misery is a good day. Think about that for a moment. To the people of his country who are fleeing the, their, his country to come to the United States, he is essentially saying, we can't deal with migrants in our country from Honduras. We can't deal with migrants from El Salvador, from Guatemala, because our country is miserable enough, so we have to pass them on up to you. Why are you turning them away and stigmatizing them and mistreating them and persecuting them? This is unbelievable. The letter also suggested that poor Mexicans, his own countrymen, have a right to migrate into the United States. Quote, it is worth remembering that within a short period of time, Mexicans will not need to migrate into the United States and that migration will become optional, not compulsory. What? What are you saying? That it's compulsory for Mexicans to violate American sovereignty and come into the United States? And sponge off of our resources, our social nets, our education system, our health care system, it, taking jobs from American workers, depressing wages, that's compulsory for Mexicans to come to the United States and do that? What did the president of Mexico just say? This is unbelievable. Now, that's only half the story. Strangely enough, that's half the story as the president of the United States threatens this a 5% tariff on Mexican goods starting on Wednesday if they don't do something to cooperate with us and keep the migrants away from our shared border to stop them from coming across at will. The second part of the story is the president's threat might actually already be working. Part two, Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador suggested... As of yesterday, remember the letter I just read to you was from May 30th, which was Thursday. But as of yesterday, Sunday, President Lopez Obrador suggested Mexico might be ready to step up migration control measures in response to the president's tariff ultimatum. Lopez Obrador said Mexico could be ready to strike a deal with the United States by helping prevent illegal border crossings into the U.S. during a news conference reported by Reuters. Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Ebrard is leading a delegation set to meet with U.S. officials in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday and will attempt to negotiate over the border control issue. Lopez Obrador said he expects good results from the talks, according to Reuters, quote, the main thing is to inform about what we're already doing on the migration issue, and if it's necessary to reinforce these measures without violating human rights, we could be prepared to reach that deal. Those bells you're hearing right now, my friends, are victory bells. Seriously, 
This could very well be. I mean, I'm I'm celebrating, and it's not even done yet because the president's mere threat of tariffs, which has leftists and media members, and I do repeat myself when I say those two things because they are one and the same. Sorry for the redundancy, but leftists and media members are just killing President Trump for suggesting that tariffs might be implemented on on the Mexican people, on Mexican exporters. How dare we think about doing that? Creating the an economic problem or, or, or worsening an economic problem in Mexico isn't going to help them, isn't going to make them stop their uh, you know porous border and, and stop their people and other people from other countries who are pouring into their country and then through their country into our country. How's that going to make anything better for them? I don't know. Let's ask uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Because on Wednesday, he is prepared potentially to reach a deal with the United States to do something about this in order to have those tariffs uh, stopped in their tracks. The president is outsmarting everyone, and he had no choice, by the way. I really I don't know if I should give him credit for being so smart on this, except for the fact that he's, how about gutsy? How about courageous? Because it is smart and it is courageous to do something when the people around you whose responsibility it is are doing nothing. Congress will do nothing to stop the flow of illegals into this country. They are thousands and thousands and thousands of illegals coming into this country every month means a more depressed economy in the United States. It's going to hurt those job numbers that the president has been touting and celebrating for so for the last two years. Because more illegals coming into this country, which are no-skilled to low-skilled illegal immigrants, the more they take jobs away from low-skilled American workers, particularly minority workers, then the jobless rate goes up, then people, then the Democrats for the next 18 months can start to work on the, see, the Trump economic boom didn't last. It was really more of a holdover from Obama's economic proposals and policies. And once Trump got his hands on him, he screwed it all up. See what happened in his last two terms? They know that illegal immigration into this country is going to be a massive, massive problem for the American economy. It will depress wages, which will slow economic growth, slow spending, and everything else that has just been skyrocketing in the Trump economy. So Democrats will not do anything about this. There's only one person who can. That's the president. The president is doing exactly what he should be doing. Threaten them with tariffs. Impose the tariffs. Make life more miserable for Mexico than it already is for Mexico until they do something about this. It's the only card the president has left. And guess what? It's a winning. The answer. Nine twenty-five. The Bob France Authority continues. AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Thanks for being with us. If you're on hold, stay there. I'm going to get to you, but I got to get to this. I uh, I was mentioning this in the first segment, so I want to play this for you now about how the left is trying to torpedo the president's um, tariff plan, his tariff threat to Mexico to get them to act on this uh, invasion of the United States by way of their. Country. Their country is little more than a corridor from the cent- uh, Central American uh, blank hole countries uh, to the United States. And it's got to stop. So yesterday, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McAleenan was not, I'm sorry, this was not yesterday. This was from, 
Well, I take that back. It was yesterday. It was on CNN State of the Union. I want to make sure I have my dates right here. But uh, Acting uh, Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McAleenan was on CNN, gasp, with Chris Cuomo. And Chris Cuomo, of course, made sure to throw the standard leftist talking points out there about uh, economic problems in Mexico. One overarching philosophy that you clearly hold on immigration is that if the countries in Central and South America are strong, if they have strong economies, uh, strong security, that will be good for the United States because there will be fewer migrants coming into the United States. These tariffs are designed to hurt Mexico economically. Won't they just exacerbate the problem? If things go bad economically in Mexico, won't more people come in and cross the southern border illegally? So we've got a situation we have to address in partnership with Mexico. On Wednesday morning at 4.15 a.m., a group of 1,036 migrants crossed, just walked across the border between Juarez and El Paso in an organized movement out of shelters. Nobody on the Mexican side interdicted that. At any given moment, we've got 100,000 migrants moving toward the U.S. through Mexico from uh, the Chiapas, which is their southern state, all the way up. There are transportation choke points. There are natural choke points. This movement is overt. It's happening on commercial bus lines that are owned and controlled by cartels. We need Mexico to step up and do more. And these, these crossings into Mexico are happening on a 150-mile stretch of their southern border. Uh, this is a controllable area. Uh, we need them to put their authorities down there and interdict these folks before they make this route all the way to the U.S. I'm not disputing the idea that Mexico and the Mexican government need to do more. Uh, obviously, they could be doing more if there are hundreds of thousands of people coming in from uh, Central America through Mexico into the United States. But tariffs will make Mexico and Mexicans struggle, and then more people will cross the border. That's the, that's the question. Won't this make your job tougher? So the bottom line for me is we need... See, this, this is what liberals do. This Chris Cuomo is just so simple-minded, it's embarrassing. It really is. It can't get any worse, really. Unchecked. Did you not hear what the secretary said? There is little to no interdiction whatsoever from Mexican authorities to stop this flow. So if Mexico is doing nothing, how can it get worse? How can how can they do less than nothing? They can't. So the flow is literally unchecked. And so the president wants to institute tariffs to smack Mexico in the economic face and say, hey, do something. You've got to do something here. You've got to assist us. But liberals don't understand that. You can't do less than nothing. They're doing nothing, so we have to somehow spur something. Again, all because, uh, you know, we could stop this in, 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 you know, relatively short order. And we get Democrats to help us vote for a border and, uh, uh fund a border wall. We need them at the table looking at new strategies that we can aggressively move out on. Operationally, we've had great partnerships with Mexico in the past. Uh, but a thousand people a day when we're apprehending 4,500 a day is not making an impact. We need more. Um, I guess one of the questions I would have is, uh, assuming that that these tariffs go through, and right now it's just a threat. What specific benchmark are you going to be looking at to see if Mexico is actually doing what you want them to do? You want them to to secure their border with Guatemala, stop smugglers, work with the U.S. on asylum reform. In April, one hundred nine thousand, according to DHS, crossed the border illegally. Right. You said that. How about that as your benchmark, Chris Cuomo? How about that? How about less than one hundred nine thousand? How about less than forty five hundred a day? How about less than a thousand crossing at four fifteen a.m. on a given day? Uh, without any obstruction or interdiction whatsoever by Mexican authorities. There's your benchmark. This isn't hard. Stop trying to make it that way. Again, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Chris Cuomo, CNN, quit being part of the problem. 
Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform, joins us after the news. Onward, we roll. It's 9.35. Thanks for joining us. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer, you just heard some of the audio from Chris Cuomo. Isn't making things more economically difficult for Mexicans only going to drive more of them northward? Uh, well, considering the fact that it's not even just Mexicans, that they are, uh, I think the latest uh, I saw this morning, there were a few hundred people from African nations who had made their way to the uh, uh, triangle of states, uh, to the Mexico, Mexico South, uh, pouring into Mexico and then moving forward along with, of course, the Hondurans, Guatemalans, and El Salvadorans. They're all just pushing their way up northward. If Mexican Mexico's government is doing nothing to stop it, literally nothing, then how can things get worse? It just can't get any worse. That's why the President of the United States was speaking out on this yesterday. And if the Democrats would wise up and give us the proper laws, the proper immigration laws, we could solve the problem in one day. But in the meantime, Mexico can do it. And by the way, beyond the immigration laws, Mexico should be doing it. What Mexico's been doing to this country for so many years, like 25 to 30 years, with drugs and human trafficking and illegals all pouring through Mexico, no good. And caravans, no good. President laying it all out. It's true. By the way, thank you, callers. Appreciate that. Uh, callers have been calling off the air to say that it was uh, not Cuomo, it, w- it was Tapper, and you are 100% correct. Yes, I do sometimes mix up my CNN stooges when I just hear their voices uh, rather than see their pictures. Uh, so thank you for that reminder. It was Jake Tapper, not Chris Cuomo. But again, my response is the same, and so is the president's. If uh, the Democrats are not going to do anything, the Mexicans aren't going to do anything, then we will have to do something, and the tariffs could very well be that answer. Joining us now, Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform, with some reaction to the president's latest move on this. David, good to talk to you this morning. How are you? Hey, good to be with you, my friend. Doing well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Thanks so much. All right, Dave, you heard a lot of that. Um, you know, the president is being criticized by many on the left, saying that this is a counterintuitive move to inst- uh, to institute tariffs starting on Wednesday uh, on the Mexican government, uh, on Mexican exports to the United States, saying this is only going to hurt their economy. And if their economy is hurt, only more Mexicans are going to cross the border and come northward, making our problem even worse. What's your response? Well, I mean, most of the folks coming north are not Mexicans. They're coming from the triangle countries of Guatemala, Honduras, and Central America. They're coming seeking asylum, uh, and now word has spread out, and we have people showing up, and there was a group of 100 coming in from Africa last week. I mean, just to give you a sense, you know, it's 4,000 people per day, the largest group ever in U.S. history, thousand people showed up in El Paso last week. And like I said, it spread beyond the Golden Triangle countries in Central America. Let's face it, the the president is grasping for anything that anything and everything that he can do to manage this crisis because really what needs to be changed are are loose asylum laws that allow anyone the presumption to have to easily get the presumption of of some form of persecution and therefore admitted into the U.S. in the short term, and then they simply disappear because we don't have the uh, capacity to hold them. 
So the president's trying every trick in the book to manage this crisis around the edges, because what really needs to happen is that Congress needs to change the laws. And that, sadly, is not happening. And so yeah, and they're not going to do that. And, yeah, and if they're, if, see, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this, is people criticize the president for, oh, my God, this is a terrible idea. What's left? If the president right. isn't going to get any help from the legislature, if they're not going to right. rewrite the asylum laws, if they're not going to fund a border wall to stop this flow, if they're not going right. to, if they're not going to do anything from there, he's then he is literally duty bound to do something to try to stop this, because Dave, right. as you know, the Democrats are not in, have no motivation to stop this. They know that thousands and thousands and thousands of migrants coming into this country illegal every month and then being set free once they're captured, they're turning themselves in, faking the asylum claim and knowing they're going to be set free. They're taking jobs, they're depressing wages, they're killing uh, the, the good economic news that we have had going on in this country. If they can make that happen for the next 18 months, then they can claim your one reason for keeping Trump in office, the growing economy, is gone. Look at the economy now. They know that illegal immigration on this scale is terrible for a nation's economy, and that's why they're trying to make it happen. Yeah, well, it's absolutely terrible on a number of fronts. First and foremost, I would say from a public safety point of view, we don't know who these folks are. Yes, we're fingerprinting them before we're letting them go, but do their governments have fingerprint databases where we could actually track these people eventually and know if we've admitted thousands of criminals or who exactly these folks are? Uh, and it's also a humanitarian crisis for them. I mean, we've had a number of small Central American children die uh, right after entering the United States, primarily from Guatemala. This is not a journey that young children should be taken on. So, you know, the president has, well, last week we sent uh, the acting director of, of the Department of Homeland Security, Kevin McAleenan, to Guatemala to try to work on uh getting them on board with stopping this crisis. I mean, it's primarily their people who are coming. One percent of Guatemala's population has now moved here. Uh, so, you know, what we're, we're – and now President is, try, is talking about putting tariffs on Mexico. I mean, you know, he, has, he, he only has a, a limited number of arrows in his quiver that he can use since he can't change the laws. And so what he's proposed is putting some hurt on Mexico – and Mexico's, you know, let's face it, the United States, the one thing that we have that nobody else has is the most, is, is, is the ability to act, to offer access to the most coveted and desired economy and market in the world. We're the richest country, we have the most disposable income, and people want access to our markets. And by blocking that from Mexico and telling them they're going to lose more, 5% more, Every month through tariffs, as high as 25% when it's all done, maybe that's going to be enough to get Mexico to act. Because honestly, with 4,000 people a day pouring into Mexico and then ending up in the U.S., there are a lot of people in Mexico turning a blind eye to what's going on on their southern border. And that is a fair topic for our president to bring up. Dave Ray from the Federation for American Immigration Reform is, uh, is our guest. I want to get your response to a couple of things. Number one, uh, actually two of them related to the president of Mexico. The first one is the the letter that was sent on May 30th. Uh, president Obrador sent a letter uh, that was um, obtained by the Wall Street Journal to the president declaring that essentially the United States 
is a home for migrants, saying that uh, that migrants have a right to come to the United States. President Trump, he wrote, social problems are not resolved by taxes or coercive measures. How do you transform a country of fraternity for the world's migrants into a ghetto, a closed space where migrants are stigmatized, mistreated, persecuted, expelled, and the right for justice is canceled? That last part matters. The right for justice is canceled to those who tirelessly seek to live free of misery. So that's part number one. He told the president that there is a right for migrants to have justice by coming to the United States. And then number two, Dave Ray, uh, in the wake of the president's tariff threat, he has also signaled that he is sending one of his negotiators on Wednesday to talk to the United States about this and that um, that he expects, quote, good results to come from these talks and that he may be ready to, quote, reach a deal, end quote, um, to uh, to make sure that the tariffs are not implemented. So while he's criticizing the president's methods, he is then also saying yesterday, and this was yesterday's statement, that it might very well be working. Well, you know, I think there's a certain amount of chest beating going on by the president of Mexico. He can't afford to look weak or look like he's being bullied around. And I think a lot of the answers are probably going to be achieved through back-channeling. It's not going to be publicly done. It's going to be behind closed doors where they can have frank conversations. But let me remind your listeners, the United States is already taking in 1.1 million legal immigrants a year regardless of what's going on at our border. So this 4,000 a day, 100,000 apprehensions a month is on top of the legal immigrants. So the idea that we, uh, while we have the world's most generous legal immigration policy, have no right to control our border or decide who is coming in. I mean, why is the president of Mexico assuming that most of these folks have a right to flee persecution to come to the United States, when in fact, 90% of these claims will be denied. And most of these folks don't have that right. They are not, by our laws, uh, political asylees. They are economic migrants. And you know what? There's probably about 6 billion economic migrants on on the, the face of the earth, and they don't have a right to come to the United States. We can't take them all. I mean, I actually find myself in agreement with Bernie Sanders on this, which almost terrifies me. But he's act, he's come out and said, of course we can't have open borders. We can't possibly accommodate all of the world's poor. There's too many of them. There's too many people uh, seeking better economic opportunities. The fact is, is that most folks in Central America and most folks everywhere else are going to have to make things better where they were born because the, the, the ability to move is very limited. Dave Ray, uh, last thing before you jet, and I appreciate you coming on. Dave Ray from the Federation for American Immigration Reform is with us. Let's talk about the newsletter today, FAIR's weekly newsletter that came out highlighting right. the amnesty legislation that the Democrats are about to try to pass. Um, right. H.R. 6, the American Dream and Promise Act, it's a package yeah. comprised of two amnesty bills that passed the House Judiciary Committee last week. Can you tell us about those briefly? Well, yeah. Imagine that you call your fo- local fire department and tell them that you have a fire raging in your backyard, and they show up with a fire truck full of gasoline. That's basically what the, what the Democrats are doing. The border crisis is raging, and they're trotting out two amnesty bills. They're calling it the American Promise Act. It's based on a uh, two... two uh, uh, procedures that we have, one of them called temporary protected status, one of them is called deferred 
uh, extended departure, both given to groups of people who are in this country legally, and then there's an earthquake or a typhoon or a hurricane or something hits their home country, and we say, we know your visa has expired. You can stay here until things back home get better. In some instances now, that was 20 years ago. So the president has ended temporary protected status for, for a number of individuals, Central Americans amongst them, and uh, so now they are calling this the American Promise Act. Like, we made these folks a promise, uh, not that they could stay here temporary, under temporary protected status, but forever. I, don't, I didn't make that promise. I don't know anybody in Congress who made that promise, but the Democrats think it's a promise. But, I mean, you want to talk about almost, you know, a, a party that seems to operate on a completely different planet in the middle of a border crisis talking amnesty is the absolute worst thing you can do next to sitting on your hand and hands and doing nothing about the border crisis this is just going to make things worse this is nothing but politics and you know my thought bob going into this i don't see a lot of hope of this being solved moving into the 2020 election and that's still a long time off because the democrats know that this loss of sovereignty and this loss of border security is making the president look bad and look weak and it's going to they're hoping i think that it's going to disgruntle his base and it's going to drive well, i think it's down people show up yeah I, I think it's worse than that as i said to you in the beginning um, i think it's they know that it's going to hurt the economy the bottom line is yeah. if we have 18 months of this type of unchecked illegal immigration or migration into this country it will hurt our economy our wages will be depressed our, our uh, low-skilled american workers will not be able to get jobs because they're going to be undercut by these illegal aliens who have no skills coming here working for pennies on the dollar uh we right. all know what that's going to do to the economy and so then they would be able yeah. to say, come 2020, when it's time to vote, they could say, hey, look at that, the economy dipped over the last two years, and it's yeah. Trump's okay. fault. And, and you know, the so mantra, they know full well what they're doing. Yeah, the new mantra of the Democratic Party ought to be, let them in, let them stay, let them vote. Because I'm telling you what, they know that 65% of these folks who are coming in, once they do become citizens, are going to vote Democratic. And yeah. that right there is the answer to any question anyone has out there about why Congress is sitting on their hands. And the it's real frustrating part folks. about that, the real frustrating part about that, by the way, is the number of Latino Americans who do have the right to vote who oppose this because they oh, yeah. know this is wrong. And they came here legally. They got the yep. right to come here. They, they became citizens and they are disgusted yep. by the people who are, who are gaming the system the way they are. A Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for coming Great on uh, and keeping you, us, friend. Have a good and one. keeping us updated. Thanks very much. And give my best Bob Dane. Tell him I'll be in touch soon. Great. Thank you, Dave. Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Let's get a quick time out. Come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. Rolling along. Are we? It's 9.54, the Bob France Authority, with you for another hour and six minutes. Let's make it count. We're guest-free the rest of the way, by the way. So 216-901-0945 will work to get you here. 888 But I want to talk to you about something very, very important and very, very special uh, right now. I've been giving you these for the last several weeks. Let me give you another one in order to lay the foundation. 
Joanna and Brianna threw all their energy into launching a custom artwork business. But little did they know, a city law jeopardized their ability to create freely and even their ability to stay in business. Hi, I'm Bob Trent, and this is your Freedom Minute. Shortly after opening their company, Brush and Nib, Joanna and Brianna learned they could spend up to six months in jail and pay as much as $2,500 per day for each day they choose to create art that doesn't violate their religious beliefs. Thanks to your support, Alliance Defending Freedom represented Brianna and Joanna this January as they asked the Arizona State Supreme Court to stop Phoenix from enforcing its law to require them to create art contrary to their artistic and religious beliefs. Would you help us to protect the freedom of creative professionals? Visit yourfreedomfund.org to give today. That's yourfreedomfund.org. All right, so you know this is this is something that is so incredibly important. I really can't uh, I can't overstate this. The Alliance Defending Freedom is working with us, and we are working with them every single day to try and protect and defend your religious liberty. And if you don't know that it's under attack, I could give you literally several dozen stories next hour, just like the one that Bob Trent just told you about, of people who are being threatened and oppressed by governments, all because of the fear of, um, let's just say, organizations with an agenda, uh, lifestyle-changing organizations with an agenda that threaten your religious liberty. Alliance Defending Freedom is trying to save us all. What we're going to do is we're going to help them raise money. Because it costs money to go to trial. It costs money for these attorneys who are providing free, let me say that again, free legal assistance to all of these people who are being abused by the government for not caving in uh, against their religious beliefs. So what we are trying to do is raise funds for people like clients like Baronel Stutzman, the Hope Center, uh, Dr. Schwartz. I've told you about so many of these stories already. The Lyceum. Right here in South Euclid, of course, which is a classical um, uh, private school that is uh, in a very, very serious legal dispute with the city of South Euclid, which is threatening them uh, if they don't, again, cave in on their religious liberties. So we're trying to raise money for the Alliance Defending Freedom. They provide free legal representation and resources for individuals all over this country whose fundamental freedoms are under attack. And guess what? This time it might not be you. The next time it might be business owner, employee, If this Equality Act, which passed, by the way, in the House of Representatives, somehow squeaks through the Senate because there are some rhino senators who might be inclined to support this, to support the Democrats, we have a slim majority in the Senate as it is. It could very well be you the next time around. Your gift of $100 to Alliance Defending Freedom's Freedom Fund will help defend your freedom and provide the resources needed to fight critical court battles elsewhere. Please, please, please consider calling this phone number with a $100 gift. Of course, any gift that you are able to give will help. If you can afford to give $50, give $50. If you can afford to give $10 and maybe do it on a recurring basis, there's so many opportunities. Here's the phone number, 800-691-8969. Write it down. Save it in your phone. If you're driving now, I'll give it again later so you don't have to take your hands off the wheel or do any of that nonsense. But 800 800- Six nine one eight nine six nine. You can also go to whkradio.com. I'm looking at it right now. There's a banner ad there at whkradio.com 
where you can click Alliance Defending Freedom, and you can go to the page and donate there. Again, if you can do a $100 one-time donation, God bless you. It's going to go to great, great use to defend our religious freedom. There's also a link, by the way, on that page or an option on that page where you can click monthly donation. So if you can give $100 now and then give another $100 every month, if you're in the financial position to do that, you can set it up automatically. Or if you can do $50 now and then $50 a month, or if you can just do a one-timer. Like I said, the options are limitless. Donate as much as you can now or on a routine basis to help defend our religious liberty. This ministry, it's not a law firm. The Alliance Defending Freedom is not a law firm. It's a ministry that hires these lawyers and pays them to be able to do this work for all of these clients and really just pays their expenses because they're working for freedom. Not working for money, they're working for freedom. So if you can help cover these costs so that these lawyers can indeed take these cases to trial and defend your freedom, again, the phone number is 800-691-8969. And the website is whkradio.com. Click on the banner ad there and donate what you can. This month of June is critical. We have a very, very specific goal that we are trying to reach, and we need you to help us reach it so that we can provide these legal services to the uh, religious institutions and organizations, employers and employees who are under assault by people with altering uh, agendas. So once again, 800-691-8969 or whkradio.com. News is now. Back with your phone calls next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 